If you're a kangaroo, then jump real high. If you're a bird on the wing, oh, I think we're going. Come on and fly. If you're a cockadoodle-doo, rise and shine. Come on and use those chicken lips. Buck, 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 buck. That's uh, Mary Rice Hopkins. And uh, if you're dark-skinned, then don't fret about it because it's uh, the whites are just jealous, according to the black gal. Every time I step out in the sun, I realize why the system is the way it is. They created a system where dark-skinned women are at the bottom of the barrel because when we come out in this sun, baby, when we pop out, baby, we look good. Too good. Just think about it, okay? Dark-skinned women are top tier. Melanin is more valuable than gold, and we carry it the most out of any other group out there. So they know they can't compete, which is why they created this system so they can make an even playing field so they can create an environment where they have a greater advantage for just being mediocre next to us. So if you're dark skinned, baby, please pick your crown up. Do not listen to the system, okay? It's all a lie. They didn't go out of their way to instill all of these negative stereotypes about dark skinned women and put us at the bottom of the system for no reason. It was for a reason. They want to keep us down because we are the most powerful and we are capable of a lot. And respectfully, we are that big. Very respectful. Very respectful statement from the uh, black, nutty, nutty black gal. Nutty but mildly attractive. Maybe even more than mildly attractive. Although I don't tend to go for the black gals. Would you go for her, uh, Hassan? If she were to just shut her mouth, though? (laughs) I mean, I have a pretty high... uh, Oh, you have a high standard? I do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I don't want to get him in trouble. Maybe he's with somebody already. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, that wouldn't matter. I, I, but yeah, nice. So you, so you don't find her even mildly attractive. Mildly attractive. Come on, she was kind of pretty, minus the attitude, <laughs> baby. <laughs> wow. I, I'll plead the fifth. He's a. Oh, plead the fifth. Okay. Doesn't want to. <laughs> that could go either way. It literally could go either That's way. That's true. I don't assume any, anything. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Uh, thank you, Hassan. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, she's listening to Satan. The, I got that from Twitter. The White Whisperer, it's all just racism, is his uh, username. No you and just. Pretty funny uh, uh, username or at. It's a major cope, but she also believed every word she's saying, baby. <laughs> uh, cope, I like that word, cope. And there's nothing wrong with coping, but you should cope based on the truth. Not lies from your imagination about how, what other people are thinking. She's too young for you, Hake. Hey? <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying... Anyway. It's, that's irrelevant. <laughs> James marrying a black person. I weirdly can see it. I disavow. Of course, you stay out of your imagination, uh, JC. He's my enemy. <laughs> uh... Is there anything else to say about this? This is the opening of the show. I'm going to not even cover it. This is not even my major topic. But they're too concerned about what whites are thinking about them, I guess. Because they're too powerful. They're too powerful. (laughs) What in the 
heck are you talking about? Ain't nobody holding you back. What system? Who hurt you, Keisha? Says King Alpha Nerd. Who I believe is black, by the way. Hake was a little jungle finger. No, it's not like that, I don't think. <laughs> I'm just acknowledging that she didn't... I think that she knows that she's pretty, and she's just trying to make everybody else who is black and may not be that pretty, even though Hassan, I don't know, may, may, may have higher standards. He, he and Kanye West and uh, uh, Brad Pitt and uh, <laughs> Leonardo, Leo DiCap- Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you saw that Lex Fridman thing? Yeah. yeah. Rare, rare air. That was funny. They all have very high standards of, of beauty. <laughs> they get nothing but the best in terms of beauty, but very bad character, just like all of us get b- very bad character. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, th- I feel like a lot of pretty girls tell, try to tell all the, all the not, that, not as pretty girls, you're beautiful just the way you are, stuff like that. It's, woman, it's a woman thing. Don't, ladies, don't worry your pretty little head, heads about what people are thinking in terms of that. Just uh, be, be healthy. Be healthy. And your natural beauty will come forth. Be healthy and put, put the, the Lord first. And respect men. <laughs> That's like the best thing that you can do for yourself. Listen to men and respect men. To a point, right? Okay. Anyway, what are we going to talk about, guys? I have calls to get to. Uh, ooh. Um, culture and compliance and respect. A funny uh, contrast between the Asians and the whites. Shout out to the Asians and shout out to the whites and the blacks. I will finally, hopefully, get to the TSA getting touched back by a black or two over the recent years. And a feel-good story and some uh, funny story about AI. It's taken the Kenyans jobs. Kenyans have been writing essays for, for college students uh, and uh, they're not getting hired as much because people are just using AI. Wow. Crazy. Um, gender mess. And uh, it's, it's some vulgar stuff. I spent like almost the whole show yesterday talking about the transgender mess. I didn't even realize it. So hopefully I can plow through that one fast. Uh, men versus women. I, th- I am... I am hesitant, uh, reticent to talk about this Crowder situation, uh, Stephen Crowder. But I think I will touch on it just to make the point that there's no room to be judging or even really be concerned about somebody else's business. By business, I mean relationship, failed relationship, whatever. Uh, Hopefully I can make that point aptly. Don't know if I can. And some other things. Maybe Mattel's Down Syndrome baby. I mean, a Barbie. Down Syndrome Barbie. Shout out to the Down Syndrome people. Any Down Syndromes listening to Hake? Uh, All that and your calls. If you would like to call in. Some of you guys already on hold. But anyway, guys. Let's get right on with the show. And it's AJ Gallardo. Original. Oh, it's the hate report. The hate report. 
AJ Gallardo original theme song of the Hate Report. We should play the Trevor Wesley one. I say this every Friday. <laughs> we play the Trevor Wesley one Monday through Thursday. Shout out to Trevor Wesley and AJ Gallardo. Nice. Oh, it's the Hate Report. The Hate Report. La la la. you guys doing? I am fine. I am wearing my gatekeeper t-shirt. Some of you guys use the term gatekeeper uh, derogatorily, but a friend, a a fan, a one-time fan of the show apparently bought me this and sent it to me, and I like it. And it has an old skeleton key. Shout out to the old skeleton key makers. Those are cool. Says de- it says relentless defender. I think it's a supposed to be like a law enforcement pro law enforcement T-shirt. Look, it has a American flag motif here. It says relentless defender. Re L E L E short for law enforcement is emphasized in this. I don't know if you can probably can't see. And then it also has this little uh, Spartan or soldier or whatever Roman awesome cool thing. On the sleeves, prints on the sleeves. I don't think it has anything on the back. Nope, just black on the back. Black t-shirt. Black is slimming. Uh, <laughs> um, just uh, putting out the truth. Heaven's gates. Nice. And spoiler alert, found it. Relentlessdefender.com slash product slash gatekeeper. Nice. Um... Well, anyway, guys. Let's get right on with the show. (laughs) Um, Let me show you guys these, this Asian compliance. Asian compliance. Kid jumps a turnstile and then his mom forces him to go back. But he wasn't jumping a turnstile. And it's not even a turnstile. Turnstiles are those barriers that you go through to get into uh, the subway or, you know, the train under the train. You pass through it, you scan your card or whatever, pay your money and uh, put put in your token and the turnstile unlocks and you're able to go through or the barrier opens and you walk through. The mother walked through. Well, let me show it to you. Clip 51. Um, I Purportedly a mother... People speculate that it's a mother and, and son, young, relatively young son, tall, teenage. Clip 51, uh, somebody said, education and morality are given in the family first. So there's footage of this Asian-looking kid and his mother wearing their masks. Who knows when this was taken? Maybe during the China virus, maybe during SARS. Asians wear it at all times uh, over the recent decades. Some do. It's not literally a turnstile, but she makes him go back. Here, go ahead and hit it. And it, I'm, I'm playing the music backwards because it might be copyrighted. See, they just walked through. The kid stayed real close to her so he could get through too. Some people do this through their park through parking structures. You know, you pay at the gate, and he scanned it and charged it, and and it opened for him, and he walked through too. Don't break the rules. Be very compliant, Asians. 
They follow the rules. They keep their heads down. They don't, they don't be all rebellious generally in their culture. And replies were kind of interesting, too. They were saying, oh, it's because of the Big Brother surveillance state. They could get banned. They have facial recognition technology. Can it f- recognize your face even with a, with a China virus mask on or SARS mask on? Maybe it can. Your phones can nowadays, supposedly. Uh, talking about the government surveillance and social credit score type talk. But I think it's that and it's the culture. The culture is just respectful, compliant, and uh, easily controlled. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too easily controlled. Just kind of interesting, right? In contrast, let me show you... Uh, those are mother and child, mother and son. Looked like, looked like. In contrast, let me show you the this uh, two white adult males in uh, Europe. Purportedly, looks like Europe. They look white to me, and they're not related. Evidently, one's driving a car at a uh, crosswalk. The other is walking across the street at the crosswalk, but the car's over the line of the crosswalk and in the middle of the crosswalk. So what does the guy do? Clip 52. This is shared by CCTV idiots sharing a foreigner who wrote in a foreign language what I would do to drivers who are unaware of the crosswalk. Look at this, and I'll try to describe what's going on. It's an orange... See, this is somebody behind him, right? So he opens the passenger door. Orange convertible, he just walks... <laughs> right over on the passenger seat in the center console and steps on the uh, pass driver's side door and hops over. <laughs> Want to see that again? Uh, let's watch it one more time. Uh, he, he opens the door. I'm like, oh, he's, he's a passenger. He's a, uh, he knows the guy. No, he doesn't know the guy. <laughs> he just steps, walks right over the thing. Blatant disrespect. The guy gets out of the car, leaves the passenger side door open, by the way. (laughs) I thought it was funny. Hopefully there was no foreign cussing under the breath. Very cool. Very funny. Nice. (laughs) Do you follow what's going on, those of you listening on audio podcasts or the live audio feed? He's lucky you didn't get shot. Uh, it's Europe. They don't have any guns. Hassan has done something similar. I could see Hassan doing it. Tell your story, Hassan. <laughs> uh, it's my anger-induced days. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it was anger, but it was blatant disrespect, but it was sort of somewhat justified. <laughs> yeah. I would have walked around and been kind of sheepish and nice. I don't have the nerve to do that. Some of you guys have the nerve to do that. What did you? Mine was a little more anger induced. I was walking across, uh, like a crosswalk there. Yeah. And someone was, someone was like, "Oh, show yourself." Oh yeah. They were say they were like screaming something at me. Yeah. And uh, so I w- kept walking like I was walking across the street. Right. And then I like came back around and got in the back seat of the car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whoa. And then I was like, I couldn't hear what you said. What'd you say? <laughs> Thinking I'm some sort of tough guy. Right. And 
I think about like now that guy could have just completely drove off, hijacked me, yeah. uh, like kept me hostage. Yeah, that was a it was silly, tricky situation. <laughs> yeah, or shot you right there, says Nick. Although you put him in a in a plight because he doesn't want to blood all over his seats. <laughs> and uh, that's true. He could have driven you, but you could have like gone at him. It's like wow, that's pretty bold there. Yeah, I don't advise it. So what was the how did this story end? Do you know? They just I think they were just like in shock, uh, and then I was just like, all right, and then I left. <laughs> That's pretty interesting, man. <laughs> it's pretty bold. Yeah, it's pretty dumb, but... <laughs> Hassan's definitely disrespectful. He's a minority. Hakes White, says uh, Lady Seesaw. He's part white, but that, I, don't know if that, I don't know if that was his white, crazy white side, because there are some crazy whites. <laughs> or if this was his respectful white side. Yeah, this is what <laughs> leads you to getting banned in Uber, and yeah. it's not good. Right. But anyway, this guy, this guy's a legend for that. <laughs> yeah, that was... I liked it, and uh, I sort of liked it. I'm sure the guy who was driving, it was a fancy, dancy, orange, going back to the clip that we just showed, orange convertible, open top, right? Open top, so he could just waltz right over through the uh, interior of the car because it was open, and uh, that was pretty uh, clever. Nice. Yeah, people are, people are unconscious, as JLP says. And I say it less graciously, they're jerks. (laughs) Selfish. But maybe that's the same thing. In their parking. Parking is tough in in Los Angeles, parts of Los Angeles. People will, there's room for two in the stretch of uh, parkable area. And they might park in the center. And you back right up real, real, real close to them. Almost kiss them. You know, the car is almost kissing, right? That's a form of disrespect, but it's also like people get upset about it. Road rage. Was that a Ford Thunderbird? Big bump? Uh, was that a T-Bird? Maybe. Um, pig Parkers, says Hassan. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't take it personally, I guess. On either side. And people and grant allow people there. It's it's not worth it. I'm taking it back. It's a Porsche, says Big Bump. <laughs> anyway, um, do you want to see in contrast the compliant? Well, they're both. It's both a form of uh, culture of compliance. You didn't. You disrespected the rules. So the manly way is disrespect you back and just waltz right on through as if it was your right of way. He had the right of way. I don't know if he had the right to touch his stuff, but. Anyway, whatever. <sighs> That's street rules, street justice. Not always advisable, but sometimes funny and somewhat just. I don't know. Uh, an injustice, an injustice, even though it's overreaction to other injustice, maybe. The insanity of the TSA. TSA is Transportation Security Administration. It's a result of the bipartisan, meaning evil, government under Georgia W. Bush. Georgia W. Bush. After 9-11, right? That's when the TSA was invented. Because they, uh, they don't want to actually stop the, the criminals. They want to stop the safe people. The compliant, the relatively safe people, such as blacks who were bringing juice Big bottles of juice in on the uh, on board. CNN. This is from CNN. I don't have any 
footage of this, but I do have some pictures. Wednesday, they reported three. That's how many TSA officers were officers. <laughs> Give me a break. It, uh, TSA employees, government employees, were injured on Tuesday in an unprovoked and brazen attack by a female traveler at a Phoenix airport. Oh, I have this under uh, Asian compliance, white disrespect, racism. Uh, In that folder, another folder inside the folder, TSA assaults blacks. By blacks, right? Racism. Maybe black on black, because a lot of TSA people are black. The TSA... uh, a female traveler at Phoenix Airport. I don't think they mentioned that it was a female traveler. <laughs> they just called it a traveler. But, oh yeah, they said female traveler. Okay. At a Phoenix Airport, the agency said, the TSA warned that those who commit physical violence against their employees will be prosecuted and could face fines of nearly $14,000. But they can touch you, I say, any way they want. I've never really had a problem when, with them frisking me. They don't frisk me that much every now and then. And they're respectful. They don't... Anyway, I don't want to... I don't want to continue with that line of uh, dis- discussion. And they steal your stuff, some of them, I hear. Does TSA ever steal your stuff? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But it was a black 19-year-old gal. Um, and I have, the, I have the mugshot of this gal. She's a... Uh, what's her name? Let me see. Oh, she has a nice, uh, mildly attractive, mildly attractive, not as attractive as that other black gal who said, pick up your crowns, uh, queens. <laughs> Mariah, Makaya, Makia, Makia Coleman, age 19. She, uh, so maybe partly somewhat light-skinned. Was this her white side coming out? Or her black side? Allegedly assaulted three TSA agents. In uh, Phoenix. Because they took away her apple juice at a security checkpoint, according to this CNN. Oh, I don't know where I got this. The mugshot was from Fox News. Okay. Yeah, CNN didn't show her. Oh, that's a totally different one. That's a totally different situation. Uh, Hassan showing a 2019 one. He started to show a 2019 one. Um, And two of them were hospitalized. I don't know how... Maybe just had to check for tetanus. Because she, what did she do? Uh, she scuffled. According to the court documents, she became upset. Little Rock woman. Little Rock, Arkansas, Arkansas woman. We know some people from Little Rock. Took away her juice because large amounts of liquids aren't allowed. Only three ounces, right? Something like that. She went away. She was ranting as she tried to retrieve the juice from a disposal bin, meaning a trash can, but was pushed away by a TSA agent. She then scuffled with other so-called officers, biting one agent, punching and elbowing another in the head, and grabbing the ponytail of a third. Uh, So police took her into custody. She now faces several misdemeanor assault charges. One count of... Could you picture an Asian or a white doing this? I mean, sometimes a white, less less frequently an Asian. Um, One count of criminal damage and low-level felony count of aggravated assault. Uh, unprovoked and brazen physical attack, according to spokesman Lori Dankers of TSA, caused the closure of the checkpoint, making life harder for all the rest of the people because your life got harder because you didn't get your apple juice. I understand the frustration, but you're spreading your misery. Anger loves to spread its misery. 
And, you know, think about you're closing a whole checkpoint, forcing about 450 travelers to go to another checkpoint for their security screening, making life miserable forever the re- for the rest of them. Do black lives really matter if these particular black lives about whom they complain getting themselves killed? She didn't get herself killed. Uh, but are they a drain on society, making life worse for everybody else around them? Do they matter? I don't think it's up to us to decide that they matter or don't matter. You just treat them rightly, right? We treat them rightly. You punish them and you pr- with at proper justice, but you also have mercy and forgiveness. You don't, like, repay evil with evil. But punishment is not necessarily evil. Anyway, so, uh, Hassan, you can show that other couple of ones. In June 2019, another 19-year-old. What's up with these teens? Black. <laughs> Black teens. 19-year-old Texas man, and they use the term man loosely, was arrested at Sky Harbor after authorities said he attacked a T- five TSA agents and attempted to rush through a security checkpoint. And this was a 19-year-old black. What was his name? Tyrese. Tyrese Roshan Garner. Booking photo. Shout out to the blacks. But that's... Uh, not most, supposedly. <laughs> but they do it the most out of anybody. Per, uh, when you com- especially when you compare it per capita, which is something that many blacks don't understand, but it's okay. We, we cut them some slack for being black. Shout out to the blacks. Um, sh- let's shout out to the whites. One more white story. <laughs> I'm pl- uh, this is a feel-good story. I think I have this. Um, I don't know if, oh, maybe it's in, okay, go into other culture stuff folder, which is inside that broader folder, Asian compliance, white disrespect, racism. Michigan, Mitch, Michigan seventh grader. He drived a, he drived, he drove a bus safely and put us to a stop. Coming on Sense Network, CNN, with a feel-good story. Seventh grader, white kid, white-looking kid, blonde, dirty blonde, with glasses in Michigan, up in Michigan. That's where they said, why didn't you stay in Mexico? Um, safely brings a full... <gasps> you need to leave! Seventh grader safely brings a full school bus to a stop after the driver loses consciousness. Look at that driver. He looks kind of fat. This is just the headline. It's just a screenshot. A middle school, we call it junior high, us normal people, we call it junior high, not middle school. I never heard of middle school. Student in uh, Michigan is being praised as a hero for preventing a possible catastrophe. Nice. Right on, young man. And bus driver, hail to the bus driver, bus driver, bus driver. Don't be fat. I mean, lose weight. I mean, I don't know. Looks like he's portly. Shout out to the portly fat people, but I don't know what happened to him, but he, he got fat. Dylan Reeves, a student at Lois E. Carter Middle School in Warren, took immediate action on a bus ride after school Wednesday afternoon. An extraordinary act of courage and maturity. He looks mature. Doesn't he look mature? And the, the bus driver is still strapped into the seatbelt. So you can go f- see footage on Comedy Nonsense Network's website. That the superintendent called it extraordinary. 
Isn't that sweet? Shout out to the uh, self-sufficient whites who step in and save the day. Nice. Right on. Uh, (laughs) Young man. Last quick story. Last quick story on this topic, I think. Maybe. Uh, AI is taking the jobs of the Kenyans. I t- mentioned this. I saw this on Pocket of college students having, their, having other people write their essays. <laughs> you see that? Ghostwriters say the meteoric rise of chat GPT, which is AI, artificial intelligence, right? You, tell a, you type in, hey, computer, computer, write me an essay on such and such. No longer do you have to tell the Kenyans to do it. I never did any of this, but I never really liked writing. So that's why I majored in art. Although I was pretty good at it. I was told. I felt like I was. Uh, Martin K.N. Siele of Nairobi, Kenya, says, reported 21st of April, that uh, Kenya is a major hub for the contract cheating industry where freelancers help American students write essays and handle classwork. The proliferation of AI tools like ChatGPT is reducing the earnings of Kenyans involved in contract cheating, known as academic writing, contract cheating. There's a 27-year-old Kenyan named Collins, nice American name, clever man, who was making, in 2022, was making $900 to $1,200 a month from his work. Now he's only making five to 800 a month. And he blames the AI. More than a thousand, a survey of more than a thousand American students, over a hundred educators, so-called American students, right? More than 89% of the students said they'd use ChatGPT for help with a homework assignment in January 2023. Nearly half admitted to using ChatGPT for an at-home test or quiz. 53% had used it to write an essay. That's a lot. 22% had used it for outlining one. May not be a perfect uh perfect survey but that's high it's wild huh funny crazy another example of why college is a mess hey can we see your designs no i'm i never used it for <laughs> never needed to use it i had a head start in uh, Illus- adobe illustrator and adobe photoshop that's about it I can't even design a website. So, that's a mess. Anyway, let me get to a call or two, guys. You can call in 1-888-775-3773. David in Ocala, Florida is on the line. David, how are you doing, man? How you doing, Hey, Doing fine. Thanks for calling again. Man, I can't believe you put me on again. I'll make sure I don't stay on too long this time. I got, like, three things to talk with you about and if i don't get to the third one oh well you know you know what i'm saying do what you do what you want get to what do you what like. i want yep. well first off i want to sh- put a shout out to will from california i know he calls in a lot and he <laughs> called in the first i can tell subject. you per- what is it about certain certain whites who shorten people's names he calls himself william I oh never- he does i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> I know well, there's, there's certain California. whites and uh, fellow whites who call people Jesse Jess, for example. 
Jess. Like, Jesse's not short enough? Call him Jess. Well, I confused. I thought he said Will, but I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe he, goes, Will maybe he goes by Will. It's another yeah. another white thing is overly uh, overly apologetic. Well, well, he called in. He called yeah. in, and he and uh, he said that I was right about the blacks in the seventies and early eighties wanting to beat up white people for like no reason. Right. And uh, the reason why I brought this up was when when I was thirteen, I, w- I went to a high school football game at Florida Field. They used to have uh, high school football games there. Um, and, uh, and uh, anyway, when we, we when me and my friends were leaving, about twenty five kids started fighting out on the field. So we, I said, "Man, we got to go." So on the way out of there, eight black kids chased us. Okay, yeah, and uh, oh yeah, and 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 they almost had us, but there was a gate. There was a, I mean, there was an opening to a fence. So we had to slow down to get through that fence. And so then we got another jump on them again. And then they almost had us again, but there was another opening, and we got through anyway. We got out to the main road, saw some of our friends. That was it. Okay, it was over. Wow. But we, yeah, and then and they were this. they were outnumbering you. Is that correct? Oh yeah, oh yeah, big time. Yeah, they something. they tend to be Sorry. like that. Although you know, there there is that one brave black who took on five TSA agents <laughs> to try to get through. Oh, oh, so oh, sometimes really? they're brave. Other times they're uh, they're they only have mob bravery. So. Anyway. Yeah, well, a year later, I'll go to the movies, uh, a midnight movie, uh, to see The Warriors. You remember? You know that movie? No. Well, it's about a gang that gets chased back through uh, New York to Coney Island. Okay. Came out you know, I might have seen parts of this. I might have seen yeah, parts the, of this at a friend's house. Yeah, it's the, at the end, the kid's got the beer bottles in his hands, and he's going, Warriors, come out and play. So anyway, <laughs> I see that movie... And I'm like, man, I lived that, okay? Wow. Be chased by those kids, man, you know? So anyway, I wanted to shout out to him, and I wanted to shout out to somebody wrote on the chat, Joe Dirt, and somebody used to call me that because when I was, my second car was a 75 Pontiac Trans Am 400 four-speed, and I used to wear the Leonard Skinner shirts, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's going over my head. What's what's oh, Joe, it? yeah a little bit because what's Joe Dirt have to do with that? Because I I know of the this that dumb David Spade movie. I'm, I'm calling yeah, it dumb. The, that's it. Oh, so you were you've been called that because of the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Because when I was 18, I had a I, I used to wear those shirts and and uh, you know uh, I had a Trans what, what Am and there was a Trans Am in the movie. Oh, the Leonard Skinner shirt. Oh, oh okay. The rock shirt. Oh, all right. Yeah. But anyway, I did. I just wanted to put that out. And so that's kind of like a, what is, what is the look of that? Um, for well, those of us who don't know Joe Dirt. Well, I didn't have the mullet, but I had long blonde hair like Peter Frampton, you know, like a rock star. And I had a, you know, I had my, my, my uh, 75 Trans Am, like Smokey and the Bandit. It was the year before that, you know, and I had the killer stereo in, in the car. And all that. So it's a white, yeah. so it basically he's calling you a white with a unique style, not unique style, but a kind of an old time style of, not that old, but rock, uh, long, longish hair, yeah, my cars, hair rock and like roll. Joe Dirt was, yeah, rock and roll and all that. Okay. Yeah, I did. Sort of trailer ish. Is it trailer white? Shout out to the trailer whites. I don't yeah, want to use. I, I don't want to use the word trash. White. People call it trailer trash, and that seems 
But anyway. Yeah, so, but I wanted to call you and tell you the story, uh, a couple of stories real quick, and then I, I, you just tell me when you had enough of me. Anyway, um, when I was in this, because uh, this is a life lesson here, man. That's what I called about. When I was six years old, my, my parents for Christmas bought me this uh, bike, man, one of them Huffy bikes. It was orange and black. It was a real special bike. A year later, I go up to see my relatives in Atlanta because that's where I was born. I come back, somebody stole my bike. Okay, so this is a, so this is in December. I'm 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 mad. Right. About four months four months later. How I'm old were you? In front of my, uh, seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, young so man. Four months later, after this bike is stolen, I'm sitting out in front of my house, catching some sun, listening to my little radio, and I look up, and here comes this kid riding my bike down the street. Okay. What race? Out of curiosity. Oh, uh, he was a white kid. Okay. So I jump up and I run him down. I jump in front of the bike. I tell him, hey, man, you stole my bike. I'm going to kill you. Uh, Whoa. You know, all this. Oh, yeah. And you're and seven I, or eight? Seven. Okay. So, yeah. So I tell him. Uh, anyway, I look at the speedometer. It don't look right. <laughs> it don't, I, I start sort of thinking, man, you know, I don't know. So I let him go. I tell him, listen, uh, it better not be my bike because if it is, I'll find out where you live and I'll burn your house down. Okay. <laughs> man. And, uh. I know. Uh, yeah. I disavow so anyway, violent that, threats by, by seven-year-olds. I, I know. But but that's what you said. Whether you're not yeah. you're not justifying it, you're just no. saying what you said. No, okay, go I'm, ahead. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that night, his dad shows up knocking at the door and tells my mom it's not my bike. They just moved from Chicago. I mean, my poor mother. So anyway. Um, <laughs> but maybe it was. Mind, maybe the person who stole it sold it to the no, transported no, it to really Chicago. Did. No, it wasn't my bike. It, okay. I mean, it was his. It, but she, when you're little like that, though, you think there's only one bike. You know, you don't think that they made mass produce these things. Right. Okay, you got what I'm saying? Yeah. So about a year ago, I was thinking about my life and everything, and all of a sudden I realized I had 10 people falsely accuse me of something I didn't do. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and gotta, just like you falsely accused somebody, yeah, yes. but you were convinced yes. you 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 meant you weren't meaning to falsely accuse the 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 kid. No, but it didn't matter. I set it in motion. Right. Okay. Oh, so you reaped your? Are you saying that I, because yeah. you reaped what you sow? What you sowed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I reaped what I sowed, and I just figured this out like about five years ago. Okay. Got what I'm saying? Oh, okay. And uh, in your in you your know, adulthood, it, you were falsely accused of stuff. Oh yeah. Later on in life, like yeah. well, just like right after that, let's say I was at the skating rink one night, and this, uh-huh. I was 12 years old, and some 15 year old kid comes up to me and he says, "You tripped me last Saturday night and caused me to crack my head, and I had to have stitches. And when I get done, tonight, I'm going to kill. I'm going to beat you up outside in the parking lot." You uh-huh. know? And I tell it. I tell him, listen, I wasn't even here last Saturday night, dude, you know? Yeah. And uh, luckily, my friend was a brown belt in karate and told him, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll mess you up. You mess with my buddy. Nice. And it just went on from that. It went on from that. Karate was the thing back then. Yeah, karate. They didn't have anything else. Just karate <laughs> and ninjas. <laughs> and boxing. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. That's so funny, then, man. That's, that's an interesting story. Well, I did want to start out with this one, you know, because you know I'm a believer and everything like that. I don't want people to think I'm just some like some like religious kook or something, you know what <laughs> I mean? So, anyway, when I was in that same neighborhood where that bike got stole when yeah. I first moved there, 
this this is really important here, man. My mother my mother sent me uh, to this black uh, I mean this Baptist church behind it for vacation Bible school. Okay. Okay. And I'm six years old. They so I go into this vacation Bible school thing, and I go in there, and they they put me in this room, and they sit me on the floor, and they hand me a coloring book, and I'm coloring in this coloring book, and I'm coloring Jesus and the disciples. Okay. And uh, and uh, I sort of laugh, I sort of giggle like a little kid. I go, ha ha ha. I go, what is this, like Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny? Whoa. And, yeah, right <laughs> where I was sitting, Almighty God said to me, "Go." I heard the Spirit of God told me, no, I'm real. Whoa. I, Are you sure? Oh, yeah. I'm positive. I sat there and pondered it for about 10 seconds, and I go, okay, I believe. At six years old? At six years old. Dang. That's interesting, yeah, that's man. Why, that's why he came to me later. But here's the... Here's the the, 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 the flip side. Of You're the, the one who he who he came to you when you were twelve or thirteen, right? Yeah, with the Bible. Okay. I had a yeah. Somebody brought bought me a Bible when I was four, and I moved eight times and never lost it. Okay. okay. I, I didn't really tell you that story, but anyway. So a year later, ha- uh, Halloween's coming around, and my mother had a friend who was in the theater. You know, was an actor. Didn't know him very well, whatever. He says to me, he says, it's a week before Halloween. He says, hey, he goes, you want me to dress you up for Halloween? I go, sure. So the dude shows up at my house that night and dresses me up as the devil. Whoa. Actors. Stay away from actors. Am I right? Yeah. Doesn't sound very Christian. Well, here's the thing. This is 1973, man. And this dude paints my face red, puts two little horns on my head, puts a cape around me. I go out, think, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Halloween, I'm knock on a door. Somebody would come to the door. They literally would freak out. Oh, my gosh. So you were a convincing devil. You weren't a cute little devil. Well, it, what it, I'm talking about the time. It was what, the time. The time. How old were you? you? Know, if you I was seven. What time, so, what, what time of night did you go to the door? Like, uh, it was getting dark. Okay. Uh, it, it gets, so it early gets evening. dark already. Yeah, yeah, okay. you know, back then, you know, the kids ran the streets you right. know, during Halloween. Yeah. It was safe. It was relatively safe. Yeah, it was that. safe. And, yeah. and the point I'm trying to but make that is sounds, now... If it, it, like, it may be more harmless than my re- reaction. But anyway, go ahead. Continue. Well, God came to me, and quickly after that, the devil came. That's the point I'm trying to make. You follow oh, what okay. I'm saying? God revealed himself to me, and boom, immediately the devil came and sent this guy to paint me up as the devil. But watch this. God allowed that to happen because he knew when I got older and I looked back and I saw that, that I'd get upset about it and do something about it, okay? Yeah. You know? And uh, But huh. nowadays, a kid could show up at a doorstep dressed like that, and they'd be like clapping. Right. Yeah, true. It, they, you know? th- I mean, they're, they're doing worse dress-up as seriousness. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Which I don't want to get into that in too yard. much, but, like, they're doing the transgender stuff. Like, they're doing, they're doing like, permanent-type dress-up for kids. Oh, oh so, wow, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's worse things even than that, because your childhood sounds relatively innocent and, like, uh, cute. <laughs> well, but anyway, well, it wasn't that well. You know, I do want to let I you get know, you. Y'all, y'all show you and, and Justy, you know, you've had, I've definitely had anger issue, issues in right. my life, okay? Yeah. Okay? And uh, 
Y'all, your show uh, has got me thinking about that. I, I, I suffer from some post-traumatic stress disorder because of things that happened in my life. War or and, just traumatic uh, different, like, things? Traumatic things, Okay, man. not war. Um, no, not okay. war, but in, I didn't get sexually molested, okay? I right. just want to put that out. But Okay. Um, I wasn't necessarily thinking that. I wasn't necessarily thinking that, but... Just blindsided, blind, you know, never seen it coming. And a person can only take so many things getting blindsided to them, man, before they just, you know, they just, they're like. Yeah, especially, a, especially at a young age when you don't, you don't know that the world is evil and is supposed to be evil. Right, because yeah. you're still innocent, you know. You're naive. And that's, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, so. so I appreciate y'all and everything. Nice. That's cool, uh, you man. Know, yeah, so appreciate I, uh, you. Yeah, do you? Yeah, man. Well, I got one more quick one for you. I'll get off the line. You got time? Yes, let's go ahead. Uh, okay. I got this motorcycle. I'm I'm eight years old now. I live in an apartment building. And anyway, we would meet down by this convenience store. And I'm right down there to this convenience store and uh I accidentally pull out in front of a Hillsborough County Sheriff. Okay. And how old were you and again? Eight. Okay. Yeah, I pull out in front of the. He's got a cocoa brown Mach One Mustang, and he steps out of this thing. He's about six foot two, and he throws me the badge. And this was like a corporal or something. He had the stars on his shoulder. How do you know to estimate these things and know the make and model? At an as an eight year old, you're a precocious young. You were a precocious young child. Go ahead. Well, this is going to show you right here. Okay, so I go. I take off. Okay, I shoot off through this parking lot. Anyway, I have to. End up turning around and heading back to my apartments, and he's chasing me. So I get back to the apartments. I shoot up inside. Now I'm in between the apartments, so he Not don't know drugs. where I'm at. You just you just ran up inside. Yeah, I just ran up the, the like steps, a shot. And now okay. I'm in the middle of the whole apartments where he can't see me. And I get back to my apartment. I put my bike. I cover it up. I come walking in, and my mom's got company. And I come walking in, and she goes, there he is. There's my lovely son, David. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, when this cop comes knocking on my door, uh, you know, she's going to be so embarrassed. Why were you running from the police at 8? Because I thought he was going to take my motorcycle from me. (laughs) I I pulled out in front of him accidentally. He flashed me the badge, dude. I just took off. I was gone, man. (laughs) I'm thinking, this dude's got to take my bike, you know? So now wow. I'm in my apartment, my house, and I'm. Were you a child prodigy? Prodigy, dude. I've had a Progeny? rock star life. Yeah, I had a rock star life. Dude. You're I a genius. You're a boy genius. No, okay. but I saw Blue Oyster Cult when I was 12 years old. Do you know who Blue Oyster Cult is? Yeah, uh, yeah. That one Front song. Row. So yeah, good. don't fear the reaper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were cooking. I saw them in '78. That's awesome. It was almost like a rig- almost like a religious experience. Were they Christian? So anyway, no, okay. no, they're far from it. Okay. So anyway, so now I'm thinking, man, this cop's coming. You're 57, are up. you? Yep. Okay. Man, you got a good memory, too. No, so, I, uh, I was reading the chat. I knew that you were in your 50s, I think. Yeah. A yeah young, so, the youngest and, of the boomers. Yeah, the young, just made it in. Okay. So now so, I'm scared this. The sheriff's going to show up, embarrass my mother with all these people, and I don't know what to do, so I go back to my room, and I go, I, I think, I know what I'll do. I'll change my clothes. He won't be able to ID me. So I put on a completely <laughs> different set of clothes, and I, I came back that. out there waiting for him to knock on the door, and he never came. Nice. But this is the 
this is how I paid. I paid for this. And See, God Satan just told you. Me. Satan told you that guy is going to take your bike, and you you panicked and freaked out over nothing. Right, right. That's true. <laughs> but this is the this is what I reaped from it. And about a year ago or so, I just figured this out. God showed me because I shouldn't <laughs> have ran from that cop. Okay. okay. A year later, I'm in a baseball field, and I'm riding that motorcycle, and I'm full throttle. I'm doing like 40, and I'm looking at some girls in a car. I hit a guide wire on a telephone pole and yanks the bike out from underneath me, messes my bike all up, and puts eight stitches in my knee. Whoa. And when was this that this happened? About a year after I outran that cop. Oh, so at nine years old, you were checking out girls and distracted and wiped out. Yeah, because you couldn't see that. And yeah, you needed, white, and you needed you stitches? That. Oh, yeah, in my knee, and it hurt bad, man. It's <laughs> I bet. bad, even to this day. Did you cry? When I kneeled down. To this day, it huh? hurts? Oh, heck yeah, man, because I kneeled down to do something, and it hurts my knee. Whoa. Yeah. From, a, from yeah, an injury at nine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. But the moral of the story And none of these is, are tall tales. They're all exactly no, as dude, they happen. I got... No, that's why my friends love me and stuff like that, because they're like, you know what's really crazy, dude? My last name's supposed to be Story. Okay, man. Well, you are and a storyteller. Thank you, David. Well, exactly. Interesting. Hey, listen, call. let me ask you something. Can, can I get you something? Like, I, I have something for you. Can, can, do y'all have a post office box? Is there a way that yeah. I can send you something? Check out rebuildingtheman.com, and then okay. look, look under Contact Us, and you can send it care of Bond. All right, man. All right. Hey, listen. I promise to give you a break this time. I hope you. No enjoy. worries, man. I, no yeah. worries. It's I'm I'm the boss, and if you go too long and the and the chat or the audience doesn't like it, or if or if if I don't like it and I'm too weak to stop you, that's on me. So you call as the spirit leads, whichever spirit well, is leading you. Well, those are some lessons, though, because yeah, man, uh, interesting. You know, especially that freaking dude dressing me up as the devil. Anyway, you have a great day, okay? You too. Take care, David. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, that was David from Ocala, Florida. Shout out to Florida. Let me show you this. A phony guy. I think he's phony. Anti-racism propagandist. Clip 48. This is from D.R. Ibram. Dr. Ibram. Uh... Ibram X. Kendi, author of Anti-Racist Baby and How to Be an Anti-Racist. Meaning he's... <sighs> I'm going to go out on a limb, and it's not really going out on a limb, and call this guy a, a dumb, but I wish he were dumb. No, I don't wish he were dumb. Dumb means you can't talk. Blind, brainwashed, black, with dreadlocks. Maybe he's Jamaican. Shout out to the Jamaicans. This is not one of the good ones. Nor is... Uh, cackling Kamala Harris, or even really probably her father. But uh, I've known some decent ones, one or two. Uh, And he's an academic, and he's pretending to be reasonable. He's in this uh, discussion or presentation saying this mess. This is from Video Camera Emoji, February 6th in Plainville, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, New England. So corrupt, so sick, so unchristian, not the real kind of Christian. How to be, hashtag, how to be a young anti-racist, 44 seconds long. Uh, Those who produce racist ideas don't want you to think. So says he, listen to this. Racist ideas are 
one of the oldest forms of misinformation, misinformation. in this country and, and in other countries. And Black in lady. many ways, racist ideas thrive on believers, Fancy and anti-racist ideas thrive on thinkers. And so what racist ideas are constantly seeking to, they're seeking to make people believe that a particular racial group is, is, is better or worse with no evidence, right? And, and they're seeking to reinforce with very simple explanations for why things are happening in society so you don't have to think about the more deeper complex reasons, uh, which is necessary to be anti-racist. It's necessary to be anti-racist. With no evidence, by the way. No evidence. Oh yeah, none, none, none at all. <laughs> uh, so they're in a fancy place. Black lady's sitting next to him with the, with the white style hair. Or maybe she really does have that style of hair. Maybe that is really her, her style of hair. Misinformation. I'm shaking my head over here. In this country and in other countries, they thrive, racist ideas thrive on believers. Anti-racist ideas thrive on thinkers. That's an evil, bl- blind, brainwashed person in a fancy place with uh, all kinds of uh, light bulbs. Stylish light bulbs. This person was propped up by the mainstream media. And I don't know where he works. Probably in a college somewhere. What a sick person. Life is simple. Life is simple. Thinking is of the devil. Making it complicated, complex issues. Stuff is complex, but stuff is also simple. It's also simple. And this person tries to make it more complex than it really is so that he can muddy the watchers. Ibram Kendi is pure filth, or fifth, or filth. He says, come on, man. They want you to think. Stay in your head. I don't know. Anyway. A deceiver. The woman all nodding her head. Effeminate guy. Anti-racist baby. They're talking about white people, says Jake underscore N35. Yeah. They are. I guess these are sophisticated liars. Sophisticated liars. So sophisticated that they'll accept anything. Let me show you this gender mess. This is a tweet from Ryan James Gerdusky. Ryan Gerdusky on Twitter. He's a reporter or something? I forget. Uh, He shares this tweet. And this is uh, from... This is from that same folder, I want to say. Is it? Culture stuff? 
gender mess. Yes. Non-binary son Montana uh, in the gender mess folder inside of that Asian, going back to that Asian mess folder. Uh, Hassan, it's a maze. Look at that son. Look at that transgender son. This guy, his father is a uh, Montana governor. Montana governor's non-binary son calls on him to reject transgender bills in uh, Montana. A Republican, Greg Gianforte, his son, one of his sons, is this guy David, who calls himself non-binary. A he slash they. Because in Montana, like in other states, they're, you know, the Republicans are making weak steps, weak steps to uh, fight the uh, gender craziness, right? The transgender craziness. Too weak, too, too little, too late. Gianforte is Italian, English, and Scottish. His wife Susan, first-generation daughter of German immigrants, married in 1988. They have four children, one of whom is so-called non-binary and a member of LGBTQ community, which is not a community. Communities are made of families. Here, here's the father. Looks somewhat manly, bald guy, white. Not totally white. He's part Italian. <laughs> uh, Gianforte was raised Presbyterian. I was raised in a Presbyterian church at first. I wasn't serious about the Presbyterianity. Grace Bible Church, he and his wife attend. Non-denominational church in, uh, up there in Montana. David, who identifies as non-binary and uses he, they pronouns, has lobbied for his father to veto these anti-transgender bills. You know, like, oh, I don't know what the specifics are in Montana, but, you know, the Republicans in these various states, weak Republicans, are saying, oh, no, no women, no men competing in women's sports. And, uh, you know, no transgenders in the wrong bathroom. No people tr- going into the wrong bathrooms, right? Uh, so this guy said, and uh, no, look at this. This is a picture of a all-gender-inclusive and this weird satanic, I'm calling it satanic, probably other people would too, um, symbol of g- genders. In the, This is at UC Irvine, UCI, University of California, Irvine. This is the type of stuff in the academia world, the same, same world that accepts and embraces Ibram X. Kendi's anti-whiteness, anti-racism, right? Anti-truth, anti-simple truth. Let's complicate it and, and make it vague and cherry-pick our little facts, our pet little facts, to uh, not tell the truth about blacks and others. And blame whites, put all the blame on the whites, right? Okay, so this is a disgustingness. At a college. Gross. That's everywhere. Nasty. But anyway, this, this son emailed his dad, Hey dad, thanks for setting aside time to meet with me. It means a lot to me, is David uh, non-binary. I've chosen to per- focus primarily on transgender rights, as that would significantly directly affect a number of my friends. Show that son again. This plain Jane-looking son talking to his dad by email. 
Sure thing, son. I love you. We'll meet. I would like to make the argument that these bills are immoral, unjust, and frankly a violation of human rights. That's what this do-gooder son worried about his fr- playing mama to his friends in the, in the legal system or the uh, meddling in his dad's politics, right? A violation of human rights. That's a communist buzzword. What an evil, br- blind, brainwashed son. So-called non-binary. And this man is a, almost a normal white, except that he's Italian. First-generation daughter of German immigrants. His wife is an anchor baby. Are those Germans who came... They married in 1988. So are those the good Germans who came or the bad Germans who came? Because <laughs> there were good and bad German immigrants, right? So I don't know. I don't know who to blame for uh, this son being all messed up. But uh, that's even the supposedly almost normal white Christian parents not raising them the best. They just don't make whites like they used to in many ways, right? Terrible. Christians, they don't make Christians like they used to. I'm going to get to maybe more of that stuff. And men and women are a mess across the board, across all races. It's sick, but isn't that kind of mildly interesting? It reminds me of that evil guy, Dick Cheney, vice president under Georgia Georgia W. Bush. Dick Cheney was for a so-called same-sex marriage because his daughter, one of them, is a a so-called lesbian. And so he's a simp. He's a mama daddy. Talk about these mama daddies. Not, not, uh, he starts, starts to agree with it because he has an emotional attachment to his son who's all messed up or daughter who's all messed up. Terrible, huh? And, uh, and, uh, then the other daughter, Cheney daughter, is an anti-Trumper. You know, Liz Cheney? She's not the lesbian one. So-called lesbian one. Ridiculous. Hank's going to hurt his back with that sitting posture. I'm sitting, like, at an angle sideways. It's a stylish way of sitting. Anyway, I got to get to calls and stuff, but first it's time for some music. Let's play some Petra. Uh, For All Your Worth is the name of this track by Petra, which means rock. It's Christian. And it's, uh, this goes out to all you... Uh, dumb people who want to commit suicide. We're all dumb, right? But we don't all want to commit suicide. But that's one of the many lies of Satan, right? Oh, you want to commit suicide. Don't do it. Or how about this? Hold on to life for all your worth by Petra from the 1995 album, No Doubt. Hope you like it. You musical Philistines, you can cover your ears and sing la la la. You can go outside and harvest your grapes, plant your garden, rake leaves, shovel snow, go to bed. Press mute or grin and bear it, you musical Philistines, and I'll be right back for the rest of Hour 2. Hang tight.
God inside to see you sad. Beautiful black ladies with the melanin. <laughs> and they're not necessarily so beautiful. <laughs> Isn't this nice? I like it. This song goes out to Alex from church. Why am I laughing? It's hot in here. Let's turn on the AC. It's burning up. It's ridiculous. Because this song is hot. It's a hot hit. <laughs> Thank you, Nico. Host of American Anchor, baby. And Nick Stream. So good. Well, thank you guys for bearing with me through that. Lady Seesaw says, Petra should know we don't have any worth. This must be off the Greatest Hits album. Well, thank you. That's Hake's song selection. This is their al- regular album, No Doubt, which is well after they were on decline. They were over the hill already at this point, but they were still, in my opinion, but they were still making cool stuff. Best Petra song ever, or at least some bracket something est pocket Petra song ever, not pocket. 
says it's the real Mr. Mad. Petra is trans-making. This song is making me feel extremely non-binary. I disavow that. Don't, don't fall for it. Uh, come on, man. Jalen8 says, tears for fears rip off. Think shout. Uh, I don't know. You have a better imagination than I have. Um, swastika is on the post. Really? There's a swastika on that Santa Monica post in the, underneath the pier? Very not morally straight music, says Alex. I disavow that. Hey, you videoed that umbrella on purpose. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I just looked up, and there was a rainbow umbrella. But I don't think it was a, meant to be a radical homosexual sign. Big Bump says, melanin corrupts and absolute melanin corrupts absolutely. <laughs> and he's just kidding, of course. Melanin is why, uh, according to that one guy, why blacks have more compassion than whites, because whites lack compassion, because we, like, we lack melanin. <laughs> uh, that's the, the black lady at the beginning of my show, at the opening, who said, you know, they know that we're so powerful and we're, we look good when we go out in the sun. And they're jealous of that. She should have just said, hold on to life for all your worth, worth, ladies. You know he died for all your worth. He loves you. You have the greatest value. He gave his life for all, for all your worth. Nice. (laughs) Anyway, super chat from evil is still real over on Rumble. Petra is more, he says the G word for not morally straight, a particular type of not morally straight, right? Then David Bowie, Queen, and Elton John combined. And times 1,000. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, and I'm going to make an effort not to use that G word so much, right? Because I don't really like it. You know, that word, e, that one. Lucy Goosey and living la vida, vida loca. Happy Friday. Thank you, DJ On Paw, over with that diamond on the redheaded stepchild uh, platform called D Live. Shout out to the D Live crew. Hello to all of you on Facebook. Is anybody on Facebook? Let me see. I don't see anybody on Facebook. Is Facebook streaming? Let me check it. And, uh, of course, YouTube. I'm suspended on Twi- Twitch still because of somebody probably reported me after I appeared on Modern Day Debate is my guess. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on... Yeah, I'm supposedly streaming on Facebook. Are you guys there? Sometimes they don't chat as much as others. Check over here. Oh, yeah. Kale or Kyle is over there. Hmm. But anyway, not as active as as always. Uh, I am supported over on Ko-Fi, I think. K-O-F-I.com slash at the... No, slash the hate report, no at sign. Spoiler alert gave me a tip. Quote-unquote anti-racism is the devil's work. Yep. That's a fact, Jack. That's so true. Anti-racism means anti-white. Hat tip to you. Who, no white guild? I mean, everybody knows that it's anti-white. It's kind of common sense, but I think that... I interviewed that guy, no white guild. Blanking on his name for some reason, but anyway, you know. um, Some of you guys know. It was like a year ago that I interviewed him, actually. March of 2022, I think. He interviewed me, and I interviewed him. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. The, what Blacks need 
like a hole in the head to worry about what whites are thinking about them, right? They don't need that. They don't need to be thinking about this fake idea of racism, just a, an excuse to look at other people and imagine what you, what you think they're thinking or what their intentions are, and you have no clue. You don't even know yourself. And, but instead, they, should, they need to not be thinking about racism, but instead, they're trying to spread the thinking about racism to the whites even more than we already are, right? I, I was not even uh, brought up around blacks. I wasn't thinking about blacks. And yet, when I first encountered more blacks than normal went for early on in life, I was like, oh, look like you're not racist. See how that brainwashing works? Crazy. Other whites can relate. Uh, so that's evil. It's a, it's a setup. And it makes the whites, it makes paranoia and suspicion, and, ima- and it feeds the imagination of both sides, both the blacks and the whites, when there shouldn't be sides. It should be you over there, me over here, and we get along when we interact, and, uh, or we don't get along, and, and it's irrelevant. It's not a national story or an international story. So stupid. I agree with you, spoiler alert. It is the devil's work. It feeds the imagination and suspicion. So stupid. Stupid. It's for thinking, people. And thinking is of the devil. I don't pay you to think, right? Am I going mad or did I hear the word think escape your lips? Said that Sicilian. Not a normal white. (laughs) That's that's that Christian movie. It's not even Christian. It's just Christian friendly because it's not vulgar. Uh, You ever see the the Princess Bride, Hassan? Because you weren't raised that Christian. Or that nicey, nice white Christian. Anyway, no, it's a Christian film. Well, it's not. It's Christians like it uh. <laughs> because uh, I don't know. It's it's a funny movie. It's it's not vulgar. It has Fred Savage and Columbo, the guy who played Columbo, and it has uh, Andre the Giant and some other people. It's a. I do kind of recommend it. I kind of nice. recommend it. It's a sort of funny, sort of a fairy tale, but it's also reading a story to a kid and. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of recommend it. Nice. I went we'll to hang out and watch it. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I went to a Christian high school, and we used to watch. Um, they used to always put on Passion of Christ. Oh, okay, okay. You're that generation. But I, I think nice. they just. That's a pretty rough movie, man. It, it is pretty rough movie. But <laughs> this Christian high school was pretty rough. Yeah. Like I'd get in school suspensions, and I'd have to feed the. Um, they used to have these like Doberman dogs Whoa. on the school property. Nice. Junkyard dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or what one of the types of junkyard dogs. It was pretty risky. <laughs> it was a risky school. That's cool, man. Yeah. What's wh- where was that? That was in Florida. Okay. F- based Florida. You guys <laughs> the, you know, David from Ocala, from Ocala, Florida has an interesting life stories from his childhood. Yeah. I wonder if he has any stories from his adulthood. <laughs> yeah, Florida's base. <laughs> Spoiler shared it. The clip of me saying, Am I going mad or did I wor- hear the word think escape your lips? <laughs> I just don't think it's right S- kidnapping some girl. Anyway, I don't, wa- don't want to spoil the movie. It was, came out in like 1988 or 1989. Anyway, I don't want to pl- build it up too much. It's probably kind of more lame than you may, than I may remember it, but it's. If you don't think too highly of it or to have too high of expectations, you may still be able to enjoy it. It even has Billy Crystal in it. Billy Crystal? 
Very cool. Good actor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, double checking. Double checking on the super chats. Da, 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 da. Evil is still real. In his early years, when Hake would see the black people, he would say under his breath his, to his friends, "Guilty, guilty." Now Hake is a little more milk toast. Yeah, uh, that was uh, my Asian. That was I, bl- I stole that joke from one of my Asian friends' brothers. <laughs> He's, he would, we were just he would see a black and he'd go guilty, <laughs> guilty. Pretty funny, pretty funny. And I learned the N-word from one of my Hispanic friends who called a white frat boy in a, in a bar fight the N-word. Oh, you blanking N-word. After he got sucker punched. And he came back from it. Let's get to Patrick in Denmark, who's been on hold for quite some time. Patrick, thanks for holding, man. How are you doing? Are you there? Come off of mute. Patrick, going once. Come off of mute. Hey. Hey, there you are. Hey, do you hear me? Yes, I indeed, I do. All right. So, um, do you mind if I sing something? Uh-oh. Is it clean? Is it short? I think that's a no. Okay. Never mind. All right. Jake, I want to ask you, um, did God ever speak into your life? I mean, did he ever speak to you, like, directly, personally? Um, I don't know. I... If he did, it was, it, I don't know if it was with words. Can you describe it? I can't even necessarily think of a clear example. But, uh, yeah, I can't really think of a clear example. There have been times so where, I've, there- where I've come to my senses a little bit and realized some things. Had a little bit of logical thinking, and I, that may be God. Let me ask you a slightly different question. Then. Okay, yeah. Uh, can you remember, like, the most major kind of crossroad in your life where, you know, certainly you, you left something behind and you moved forward? Or something else. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can think of one or two things. One of them was uh, striking out on my own on the Hake Report, and before that, coming to work for Bond. I was working oh. f- more than full time. I the first time I ever had to do s- did seven days of working at my old job. I was sick of it, and and what was that? Your old job? My old job was working at a, ca- a custom cabinet shop. And it was a, a oh, it was a cabinet a, shop. Yeah, it was a failing business, and I was pouring everything into it. Cabinet shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and it wasn't working okay. out, and I and I knew it was. I was ready to move on right when I got the offer to work for Bond. For the, it was the second time I was offered to work for Bond. First time I was okay. offered to work for Bond so, was my second time attending church. Did it like build up for you that? Before you left your old job, that people were like, I mean, did, did they did they make an impression on you just before you left the job, or did you notice that you know was there something telling you that oh I'm about to leave my job for something, or or did it just how can you describe? Who 
it, I did it abruptly, pretty abruptly, because it was they were in desperate need of help with producing and answering phones and stuff here at the Jesse Lee Peterson show on whose network I'm streaming. And, um, and so I remember leaving abruptly and one guy said, you should give your two weeks. And like, I can't. And I was so tired because I had pulled all nighters, like one or two all nighters. And I wasn't, it was a time when I was not exercising and I didn't, uh, you know, I kind of fell off from that, from pouring myself into my work, my life right. into my work. So I do remember some people did like a going away, like, oh, love you, going to miss you type of thing. Take some pictures. See you later, man. Wish you well. Uh, but That's what I mean. Yeah. So there was some of that going on. And do you believe that you are a reborn person? I don't know. Not necessarily. But maybe. Don't know. <laughs> I see. Sort of... That's interesting. That's very interesting. I, I like your answers. Um, cool. That's, that's, that's the, and one, one last question, I think. Um, it's that, uh, do you yearn for death? No. Uh, no. But I noticed that sometimes it's uh, going, in, going into living for self. You get living for self is sort of a death wish type of thing. You know how, you know how blacks will sometimes act so recklessly with the cops? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sort of a death yes. wish. They have no concern for their own or others' lives effectively, right? And in the same way, I see ways in which uh, I'm headed for an early death when, I, when I'm living in that, living for selfish things rather like than what's right. Like clinging to your life, healthy. you mean? Like, uh, like with drinking too many rock stars or something like that. Yeah, so so by clinging to your life or like trying to blow some air into it, some light in, how am I going to say, some life into your own life, uh-huh. uh, by that you, you sort of set your up, yourself up for, for death. Just like a reckless person sets him up for death by disobeying authorities, would you say? Yeah, it's, uh, you, don't, you, don't, uh, you don't seek for self. You don't seek for pleasure. Life is not about you. Life is about what's right and and others and you check your watch yourself so let me ask you again just for making sure all right do you yearn for death no i do not no yearn for death yeah what do you yearn for huh i don't know okay yeah Thanks for taking my call, Hake. That's what I wanted to ask. Do you do you yearn for something? Um, I yearn to do God's will. Okay, nice. What I want to say. And what, what I, made you ask uh, if, you, if one yearns for I death? Say again? What made you ask if I yearn for death? What made you ask that question? What makes me ask is that I, I think that it's a, it's a natural thing for a Christian 
to somehow yearn for death because we have experienced the not the misery of life but the misery of the condition that we found ourselves in and that doesn't mean that you're becoming a pathetic person to be searching for death or looking for it maybe that's a misunderstanding that some people they draw but it's a natural yearning that um to to go through the veil and uh, it's it's not explicit it's more that we want to do god's will we really want to be united with god but we recognize that he has a mission for us here on earth in our lives and and by such we recognize that well death doesn't matter so if we can help god to do the will of god by you know by by throwing our life away <laughs> how can i explain it it's very difficult but by standing on the edge of life and death if it's possible to save another life by placing your life at that edge then actually you know you'll find that even though you may be yearning for death you're finding that it helps you do God's will to help somebody else that you have this yearning it will be pulled away from you as soon as you are getting too far out of touch and God's will will reign supreme for you there's just no question about it you can't help but do what's right in front of you huh if you heard something like this right all right Well, I appreciate it, Patrick in Denmark, man. You're so welcome, Rick. Have a nice, and, have a uh, great weekend. What time is it over there in Denmark right now, out of curiosity? The time is, well, that's 19, uh, how, how do you say that? It's about 7 p.m. All right, about uh, seven, I, almost 7.30 p.m. I don't know this. I think it's like six or seven p.m. Right, nineteen. Nineteen is seven hours after twelve. Yeah, we don't use the a.m. and p.m. Right, so I think that's it's, interesting. I mean, it's sort seven, of. seven and a half hours past midday. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I did. I did not know that about Denmark. Nineteen. Nineteen oh. hundred at thirty hours, something like that. <laughs> Well, thanks, yeah, no, man. We just reset the clock. We just reset the clock every uh, every day, you know, by midnight, and then yeah, we, we are uh, how's it GMT time, something like that. Anyway, okay. hey, have a nice show. Thank, thank you, Denmark. Call, I mean, thank you, Patrick. I call him Denmark. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Take care. See you in Denmark. Bye. All right, <laughs> bye. He said, "See you in Denmark." I wonder what that means. He's he is really living on the edge of death. Uh, Nice guy, though. Um, Artie Art from Ohio is on the line. Art, how you doing? What's up with hate? Not much. Having a loosey-goosey Friday show. I said, what's up with hate, brother? <laughs> nice. Is that your white voice? <laughs> I appreciate that you made the white voice sound masculine as opposed to JLP using, like, a high-pitched... Oh, that's kind of like a uh, Hulk Hogan, huh? Nice. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's a little, little, a little drizzle drive, a little bit of t- a taste of that Artie Art from Ohio mixed in with a little bit of Randy Savage and a little bit of 
Hulk Hogan brother. Right. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so check this out. So, why you why you don't want to uh, why you don't want to say gay on on the show? Is it uh, is it because your personal preference? Yeah. Or is it because for for one, it's for one, it, the word gets thrown around too much, mm-hmm. and two, it's vulgar. And that's partly why I call it too much when it's thrown around so much. Yeah. That's, that's, those are the main reasons. You know, it's kids listen to the show, women, and, and also men aren't that into that word anyway. Or, and that, that uh, degeneracy. You point it out, and you point out how it's, how it's promoted in the wrong way and how it's affecting even, like, supposedly normal families, like, like this governor of Montana, but yeah. beyond beyond that, I just as soon drop it rather than throw it around all that much. So what you said, you said it's, it's vulgar? Yeah, it's a vulgar topic. It's a vulgar perversion. Well, I mean, uh, it wouldn't be thrown around as much if, if they weren't being promoted or whatnot. Right, but and, but by it, throwing around, we're we're signal boosting it. <laughs> and well, it's, I, and I, I, the Bible says something like that. It like it's a shame to to mention what the what the evil do in secret. Something like that. Let me pull up that verse. Go ahead. Talk, go ahead with uh, your point. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I would think some something was vulgar. I mean, there's a cause and a reaction for everything. So if there's an uptick in violence against transgender. It's because maybe society is naturally rebelling. You know, it don't have all the art don't have to be on here promote, promoting and saying uh, any gay uh, gay bashing or being tra- tra- trans alleged transphobic or whatnot. It's just you keep forcing or forcing it on people, just like the kid that goes the boy that goes to school with high heels or whatnot and wearing lipstick. Well, that ain't the normal. So of co- course a kid is going to make fun of you. That ain't typically the normal. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, right. So people naturally uh, go against what ain't the normal. Just okay. So right, when but I'm, they go against I, it in in the wrong way most of the time, where both are both are wrong, and that's why the well, wrong, well, that's why evil tends to win. Okay, so if Artie R comes on here and tells you all this stuff about me and my uh, situation with. With the custody thing, yeah. who am I to who who am I to get mad at David or William or uh, May from Dayton for coming on here and making a joke or being funny, which I would expect them to probably do because they're liberal. I can't be mad at them because I'm putting that my business out there. Right. So if you gay, True. you gay, and right. you putting yourself out there, you should be able to be uh, criticized. Yep. Uh, just like females coming out to the workforce, and I say, Artie R from Ohio say that I feel like they messing up and causing a lot of this drama. That's why you keep seeing a lot of these males is always sexual harassment. Uh, what's the word they using on Tucker Carlson or uh, on Don Lemon? Sexist. Uh, he's or... massi- massaging this. Yeah. He's, it's, he's sexist. He don't like we- women or whatnot because... Cause how a man comes off, well, that's because you feel like that. Another man might not look at it like that, unless you a liberal or beta. Right. What I'm just saying is, if you already see the gays and the lesbians trying to already block you from from saying what they are, 
And right. one plus one is adding is adding. How are you gonna change the definition of adding so I don't know that's what adding is? You see, if you if, if yeah, today not, is the proper when I when I talk about not wanting to say that word, I'm not trying to hide the truth. I'm just trying to not be talking about it so much. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I got you. So you so you saying you just so trying, I, I, well, I I talk well, about it a lot. But I also don't want to like revel in in talking about it so much. So do you have a problem with your callers calling in and maybe no, I don't, talking about no, it? No, not particularly. No, like okay. the, the points that you're making, those are valid points. Good, good. No, I like good, that. Good. I like addressing how my call, how my callers and viewers and myself, how we think, so we yeah, can so that we can correct one another. Good answer, we can't we I can't was... correct the gays. Most of the gays. Like, they're not going to be corrected, but we can correct ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make, yeah. that's going to be better. Go ahead. Because I'm looking at it like, when I call in, like, I'm, I'm being, I'm being a funny, funny, and being comedically, uh, comedically sarcastic, and that's just, I'm just naturally being who I am. Right. So, if I see that one dude, the transgender dude, is in Joe Biden's office still, and he's supposed to be a high up official, of course I'm gonna be like that gay bird is in there trying to cross dress in the uh, 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 in the airport. So how did TSA know he was a thief? You that's know what funny. I mean? Like I can say all the time. But what I'm saying is that's just how, I mean I'm being funny because I'm calling out their more a more a more their moral you know compass or whatnot. Right. As man. And one more thing, and I'm going to get off of here. Something William said about yesterday or when I disagree with, yeah, uh-huh. the black female or any female shouldn't want child support. I agree with if you, you, man. Say, yeah. If you so, if you so equal, then uh, you make sure you got your money, and I make sure I have my money. As a female, if you want to take care of the kid, or as a male, if you do or don't want to take care of the kid, same vice versa for the female. We all playing our equal. What the problem is with child support is you have evil people in there that's using it maliciously to break up families. So, yeah. no, I don't agree with child support. And shout out to that black female. I think he said it was in Texas for being uh, being accountable. You don't force nobody to do nothing. If a man want to take care of a kid, you let him take care of the kid. You know who, what type of man or female that you having a, a baby with. Thank you for your time. I'll catch you later. Hey. Appreciate you, Art. Take care. Yes, sir. Art. From Ohio. Nice. Uh, yes. Let me read this Bible passage. I haven't read a Bible passage in a while. This is from, I'll read from the King James, out of deference to you King James only people. I'm not a King James only person. Some of you are. Some of you who might respect greatly. Ephesians 5, verses 1 through like 13 or so, or 15 or whatever. Or is 721 maybe? This might be too long. Ugh. This, this whole chapter is so good. Be ye therefore followers of God, other translations say imitators of God, as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath, meaning has, loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. And I guess that may be what Patrick in Denmark may have been talking about. English may not be his first language. But fornication and all uncleanness or, or covetousness, such as those socialists and re- wealth redistributors, but not only them, let it not, 
let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, though you who are Christians, right? Neither filthiness nor foolish talking. <laughs> I chuckle because take may, may do some foolish talking. Nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this we know that no whoremonger, slut maker, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, worships idols, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, people with vain words like Ibram X. Kendi, maybe, Dr. Ibram, uh, for uh, because of these things comes the wrath of God upon, and honestly, many of the phony Christian people, uh, Christian intellectuals, right? For because of these things coming is coming the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers of them. For ye were sometimes darkness. Some of you guys were darkness, right? Or we were darkness. But now ye are light in the Lord, white on the inside. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame, this is the part that I was talking about, verse 12, Ephesians 5, 12, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them, the evil people, in secret. But all things that are reproved, meaning rebuked, I guess, corrected, are made manifest by the light. For whosoever doth make manifest is light. Interesting. Whatsoever doth make manifest is light. I don't follow that. It seems to be talking out of both sides of his mouth because I don't understand it. It says, Have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, is another translation. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything is exposed by the light. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that is illuminated becomes a light itself. Interesting, huh? Kind of like the moon. When it's lit up by the sun, it becomes a light for us. Oh, isn't that interesting? That's why Jesus called us the light of the world. He said, you are the light of the world. Or was he talking to us? Maybe. Um, Therefore he says, awake, O sleeper, awake, you who sleep. Oh, let me read the King James only. Wherefore he saith, awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Isn't that nice? See ye that you walk circumspectly with the eyes open. Circumspectly. Looking around. Not, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Reclaiming my time. No, not like that. Be not, wherefore, whatever that is. Be ye not, don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be ye not drunk with wine. Or spirits, or alcohol, or beer. I like beer. Wherein, in, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, like from Petra. <laughs> Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Isn't that sweet? Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the, and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. And then it talks about wives and husbands, which, speaking of wives and husbands, I hope to get to that, but I only have 20 minutes to go. Yeah, 20 minutes. So let me keep this moving. Wasn't that nice? 
I don't know if you guys understood it. I don't know if I understood most of that. But some of it was nice. Uh... Yeah, let me show you this phony guy. Um, Briefly. Clip 55. Graham Allen underscore one tweeted, This is blasphemy! The Bible warns of false preachers! 14 second clip of this gross, dumb, cringy preacher for that mess who's supporting the SJW stuff. And I'll read along with it. He's, this is like a, probably an Episcopalian or some (laughs) lame, fake preacher. Purportedly white, not a normal white, in my opinion. No normal white, no normal person, period, supports this stuff. Here's clip 55, 15 seconds. And I put the music backwards because it's copyrighted music, probably. Let's hear it. And I'll read it out loud. Love one another. Oh, what? Questioning two. He supports... Did I make it backwards? I think I made... Pro-equality. Gender-affirming. Yep, this is a real church. I think I've made it backwards. Okay, yeah, I think it's... Okay. It's supposed to say, yep, this is a real church. LGBTQ plus affirming. This goofy, purportedly white guy with uh, gray hair. Fat. Shout out to the fat people. But... Pro-equality, pro-choice, meaning pro-abortion, mental health supportive, doubts are welcome, so are questions, so is anti-racism, love one another. I made it, I literally made it backwards, link in my bio, and his too old for this shtick talk. Whoa, scary. So anyway, with a goofy grin on his face, show it one more time, I guess. Cover your ears or eyes, people who don't appreciate this. But pretend this, I think I literally made the video backwards. I meant to only make the audio backwards, but maybe I made the video backwards too. Play it again. Love one another. Anti-racism. Questions allowed. Uh, Doubts are welcome. Mental health supportive. Blah, 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 blah. Pro-equality, LGBTQ plus affirming, real church, phony, phony guy. Anyway, that's not the only uh, false preacher out there, but that's the obvious one. Boomer, says Becca. Uh, Gross. So that's pretty sick, pretty sick stuff. And he has this rainbow sash thing and wearing like a judge's robe thing. It's gross, it's vulgar, it's wrong, and, uh, but I think that's not the only false preachers. I think the false preachers have been with us and have become the establishment maybe from very early in the church. Very early. He even has a gee scarf on. Yeah, radical homosexual rainbow effect. Not God's promise rainbow. Uh... Shall I share this? Based Pope Francis. This is another Christian. Clip 53. And uh, here's 
Pope, the Pope supposedly in Hungary. This was shared by Brie A. Dale. Brie A. Dale. I think she's a Daily Wire reporter lady. And Pope Francis condemns gender culture and the senseless right, quote-unquote, to abortion as self-referential populism. Nefarious paths of ideological colonization, meaning globo homo, uh, and it, which he says always ends in tragic defeat. So here's, uh, here's the Pope, but he's speaking in, like, Latin. Do you like the Latin people? Here's Pope Francis, who's a socialist, but... He's right about this thing, somewhat. Here it is. Penso dunque a un'Europa che non sia ostaggio delle parti diventando preda dei populismi autoreferenziali, ma che nemmeno si trasformi in una realtà fluida, se non gasosa, in una sorta di sovranazionalismo astratto, dimentico, dimentico della vita dei popoli. E questa è la via nefasta delle colonizzazioni ideologiche che eliminano le differenze. Come nel caso della cosiddetta cultura gender, che eliminano le differenze. O antepongono alla realtà della vita concetti riduttivi di libertà, ad esempio vantando come conquista un insensato diritto all'aborto, che è sempre una tragica sconfitta. Clear your throat, man. Anyway, uh, the English working translation by Bree A. Dale, D-A-I-L. What he was saying, I don't know what he was speaking, but anyway, and he was reading. I don't like readers. He's, he's like showing, holding the paper. <laughs> anyway, I am thinking, therefore, of a Europe that is not a hostage to the parties becoming prey to self-referential populisms this is, like, above my head. He needs to speak at fourth-grade uh, comprehension level like Trump. Speak clearly, man. But neither does it turn into a fluid, if not gaseous, reality, into a kind of abstract supranationalism, oblivious to the lives of peoples. What are you talking about? This is the nefarious path of ideological colonization, which they're pushing, you know, kind of like when they're pushing Africa, I maybe think, assume, pushing Africa to be supportive, like Uganda, to be supportive of the gay agenda, the radical homosexual mess, which eliminates differences, as in the case of so-called gender culture, or puts reductive concepts of freedom before the reality of life. For example, boasting as an achievement a senseless right to abortion, which is always a tragic defeat, he says. Defeat. Anyway, his voice sounded nicer than mine when I tried to imitate him. Terrible. So I use the term based loosely, but oh, so based. He's against abortion and the gender culture mess. Fake gender, gender misidentity stuff. Ooh, yay. You know what? Christians are a mess. Let me tell you briefly about this Steven Crowder thing. Sleazy New York Post shared this tweet. Sleeping, watch it. Influencer Steven Crowder, who is a Christian guy, purportedly, right? Ca- uh, Canadian. Uh, somewhat conservative, pretty conservative guy. He does the change my mind stuff. You guys know him. Most of you guys know about him anyway. Um, I used to somewhat like his show when he had, a, when he had that not gay Jared guy uh, 
on his board operation. He interviewed JLP once. Didn't seem to get JLP. Uh, so he was, there was some footage, ring camera footage in his home that came out recently where he's like yelling at his wife and his wife is playing all innocent like she loves him. <laughs> but did she divorce him? She, anyway, uh, and he's saying he doesn't love her and he's telling her to do, perform her wifely duties and all this stuff and be wifely duties. <laughs> And don't we all say stuff that's so embarrassing later, like, especially in the context of a relationship where you're, where you're, you like the girl, or she's married to this woman, or was, and she's divorced him now, or he divorced her, or something. He calls it, he went out in public and called it a, a, he picked wrong, he said. I don't think that's your issue, man, Steven Crowder, I don't think you picked wrong, maybe you did, but that's beside the point. I think that you guys just fight, fight like people fight. And people are like, oh, abuse. But, and people hate him already because he's kind of a, sort of a mama. Sort of a mama, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. He's a mess. He, I talked about him with uh, Hassan, actually, because a f- couple of months ago he came out exposed Daily Wire and many others, many other so mainstream conservative, Con Inc., which he's kind of part of that. Um, so people are already kind of inclined to hate and judge him, and then he has this personal thing going on, <clears throat> and everybody has personal things going on. He's an arrogant p- pile of silliness, says P-O-S, pile of silliness, says Gary A., yeah, and most, many people are. <laughs> My thing for bringing this up is to be like, that's his business between him and his ex-wife, I guess. But they're roping in everybody else. And what a mistake that is, bringing everybody else into it and talking about it. Well, that wifely duties things, <laughs> wifely duties, how embarrassing. But haven't, hasn't everybody said embarrassing stuff? Especially in like a relationship being all puffing, egos puffing up. Egos are stupid. Puffing up. He's almost annoy, as annoying as Tucker, says, <laughs> says Max Rex. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he's more annoying than Tucker. But anyway, my thing is like this, this messiness, it's just gossipy messiness and he's bringing the people into it because he doesn't know better than to not talk about it or not bring, in, bring people into it because he talked about it and New York Post is posting about this dirty, stinking, sorry kids, uh, so-called journalist Yashar Ali posted about this gossipy mess on his Substack. Yashar used to be Huffington Compost. He's India Indian, I think. Maybe Muslim. He likes elephants. This Yashar Ali guy posts on Twitter a lot. Or used to, anyway. And so he posted this ring camera. Ring camera is Amazon surveillance, home surveillance to protect your home. But now it's surveilling... This guy, this uh, Steven Crowder guy, 
who's a talk show host for conservatives, supposed to be funny, and uh, his wife, pregnant wife, and he's berating her, and she's, she's all, oh, innocent victim, I love you. Well, I don't love you, <laughs> he told her. Uh, funny. But what a mess. So phony, so fake. Uh, the whole world, Christians. Christians bringing on these false values. Let me move away from the Steven Crowder thing, because it's... Ring camera is creepy. They hacked his ring camera. It's creepy. Yeah. Or I don't know how that got out. Maybe she exposed it, right? She probably went back and exposed him. Because women are mean, nasty, vindictive like that. And men become women. And that's where Crowder was, too. You know? you know. But that's, like, relatable. Everybody's like that. Let me move on with the last couple of minutes here. A pro-life, Christ- pro-life Christians are fighting. So-called Christians. Lila Rose Grace. I think I have... It's in here. Men, women, men, women, pro-life, men, women, uh, folder, pro-life tweet. Character one is Lila Rose. She's a pro-life lady. She's founder of Live Action. Protect children. Lila Rose, she's a female pro-lifer. I roll my eyes at those female pro-lifers. Because they, they, their values are False. And then the other guy is Timothy Gordon, who's uh, a JD. He's a lawyer. PHL, a Master of Arts. Rules for Retrograde Show. Traditional Catholic married father of seven. Author of four books. Pro-patriarchy. So, uh, Lila Rose is this pro-life gal. She tweeted, Do not date or marry a man obsessed with submission of, of a woman. Stay far away. And she may be reacting to this uh, Stephen Crowder thing, right? Go ahead and show the uh, tweet one. And then so he's all, don't date or marry a woman obsessed with following the Bible. Lila says that would actually be unbiblical. (laughs) And he's mocking her with this capitalized, uncapitalized lettering. Mm, Classified documents. Mm." (laughs) That's my uh reading of don't date or marry a woman obsessed with following the bible lila lila rose says that would actually be unbiblical <laughs> is ache as annoying as steven crowder and tucker <laughs> uh and she says the buzzword obsessed with sub- the submission of a woman i wonder if she would i don't disagree with obsessed word the obsessed right but uh because if you're obsessed with the submission of a woman, that's not the only value. You should be watching yourself, men, right? But uh, maybe she would falsely accuse somebody like Jesse Lee Peterson of being obsessed with the submission of a woman because uh, JLP always asks, do you obey your husband to the, to the women, right? That doesn't mean he's obsessed. He's just pointing out a neglected value, a neglected, worthwhile uh, practice, obedience, so, anyway, uh, I have a feeling, but don't know, that Lila Rose may have been reacting to the Crowder thing because he's talking about wifely duties. You have to earn, you have to earn my love or something. I don't know. What a mess. But this is the uh, that's her fighting for life. Oh yeah, her her book, Fighting for Life, from twenty twenty one, becoming a force for good in a wounded world. 
woman trying to save the day. Was she abor- Was she like a, a failed abortion and she lived? Or was she trying to get an abortion and she realized, no, I don't want to do this? Or she killed baby and dis- decided it was wrong? Or working in the industry and saw the horrors? I don't know. But anyway, that's uh, Christians fighting. Husbands and wives fighting. Christians' husbands and wives fighting. Terrible. Jesse is pretty obsessed with mamas, says Kevin Howe. <laughs> That's your thinking, man. <laughs> anyway, guys, this has been the Hake Report. Hope you enjoyed it. I kind of did. Um, the callers, I cannot get to you. We got to play a song. We have um, two minutes left, three minutes left. So let's play the longer song. Let's play the longer song. Uh, Chicken Lips, right? Chicken Lips. Uh, the three-minute one by Mary Rice Hopkins. Adios, America. Bye. Teeth.